Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk to uh, Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. So, which side of the fence are you on, Kevin? Do you do you believe Arkansas is in such great shape, regardless of whether they beat Auburn or not? They're in the tournament. Is it more about seeding right now? You know, I think they're in, but I don't know how great a shape a team can be in when you've lost three in a row and if you lose a fourth in a row. I mean, uh, you know, honestly, guys, I'm just going to say it. My eyes, my eye test tells me this looks like an NIT team right now. Uh Um, But it's not an NIT team if the metrics, the net, and the selection committee, win or lose against Auburn, if Arkansas wins it, they're a lock if, if they're not one already. I think they're in just based on the fact that most of these projections still have them as a nine seed. Lose to Auburn, which is another quad one opportunity, by the way. This is not going to be a killer in the net by any stretch for Arkansas if it loses. Um, lose to Auburn, and I think Arkansas could could be on the bubble in terms of you know, those two final 10 seeds and through the rest of the at-large bid receipts, which, which you know, will put two of the 11s, the two, or excuse me, four 11 seeds. There are six 11 seeds because four of them played out in the first four games with two of those winners advancing to round out the north, the regular field. It's confusing. But that's the bubble. Those are the bubble teams. So Arkansas is really close. They're not technically on it. They're close. A loss might put them there. But I still think they're probably no worse than the last four innings of playing and probably not that bad. They'll probably be one of the 10s or 11s to get a bye uh, and, and, and not have to have a playing game. And so that means you get in, and you're one of the few last few to get in. So, you know, I'm on that side of the fence, but I'm also thinking this is not – what, what, you know, how much security do you have just to make the dance when your when your defense has given up has has had such a letdown in these last few games, on top of all the other problems you had all year long, even when you won five in a row in league play, you had a bunch of problems, but your defense was was sound, and and now that's kind of been out the window. So I don't know how much security it is in that because this looks like an NIT team, whether it's a lock right now for the NCAA tournament or not. If they get in the NCAA, and of course that's next week, we we should worry about that next week, but. Well, I look at it, Kevin. If Arkansas wins a game in the NCAA tournament, it's a it's an achievement because this the, right now there's there's something that's not right, and it, we can't define it. We're not there watching practice. Something's not right, and so if this team regroups and somehow does well at either Nashville or wins an NCAA tournament game, to me, that's an accomplishment. If they could win one game in the tournament, what do you think? No, you're right. You've got to start somewhere turning things around, and a win is certainly, even if it's ugly, it's beautiful because they're all, they haven't looked good in, in, in losing. Um, you know, they're not, to me, and this is the, I mean, I've seen some backs, some backsliding, especially on the front line and how things, you know, we talk so much about Arkansas's guards, and we see the all-SEC selections for Ricky Council and, and Anthony Davis and all defense for Devo and the, and the backcourt you know has been the you know the where the heavy production has been and where the talking points are but the truth is Arkansas success this year 
they've relied on the Mitchell twins and some combination of come on here, man. Sometimes it's Jalen Graham to do the little things, the blue collar things, defensively especially as a backline protection, and then on offense just not hurting the team, being you know finishing layups and off rolls and uh, you know being good passers um, and setting good screens and some of these things. And on both ends, I've just seen the front line. Um, I'm not going to say they're not competing, but they they're a lot less active. They seem like unsure freshmen when we know that they've been playing back college basketball for a while and look much better in this same season. And so it sounds like I'm pointing fingers just there. There's 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 blame that can be assessed all around all around, but on the front line, Arkansas doesn't have a Trevor in Brazil, hasn't had it all, throughout league play. He changes so many different things. That means the guys that are pick, trying to pick up the slack, there's only so much of that. They're not going to come out and give you big scoring nights, but they got to be sound, and it's got to be by committee. And, and the committee, to me, in these last three games, is just it's it's just kind of dropped the ball. I don't know another way to phrase it without you know saying it in a in a in a in a, in a more stern way. But it, that you know, to me. If I had to pick on anything with this defense sagging it like it has, giving up 50% these last two games, entire games, and second half against Alabama, to me it has started with the with the front line just getting outplayed, outworked, outhustled, um, and and just really kind of picked apart. And there's been other problem areas. There's no doubt about it. But for some reason, that's where I'm seeing the biggest issues, guys. Now I don't know what y'all think, but that's what I'm seeing. You know, the crazy thing is I, I've been <clears throat> around basketball teams that weren't very good at the end, and uh, you just wanted the season to end. I still, even though this team may not be as good as we thought, you still don't want it to end because you still think, you know, there's still a glimmer of hope. And so maybe it does turn this week, maybe it's next week, but there's still enough there that they can still win some. Agree. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it to me, <laughs> I see some of that, and I understand people are frustrated. But you know, you, you, you're you've got. I mean, this is a brand new season, and even if Arkansas loses, if what I said to, to start this segment is true, that they're going to qualify for the NCAA tournament, that's another brand new season. There's two of them, not just one. You want to start winning. You want to start playing better now, not not you know fall down, face plant game one in the SEC tournament. Now you're down to one more strike, but you get two new seasons here. And Arkansas's got we know we've been saying forever this team on paper, when we look at the individual talent, it's it's not overrated. I think the SEC, the all SEC honors kinda help tell that story. There there have been some strong performances and performers all league worthy on this team, but it but it has not meshed. And with the injuries to two key guys, I know Nick Smith Jr.'s back, but let's be honest. He's he's still rounding into like early season form. You know, when you go through some early season stuff, your efficiency can be up and down. You're acclimating with teammates, all those things. It's these. This is early season uh, growth for him at the end of the real season, and so it sounds like excuses. But if you start really breaking down some of these issues, you you can understand why Arkansas is where it is. I'm not. Uh, I'm not one who thinks the players are overrated, and I'm not one who thinks you give up and say, well. Uh, let's just blow the whole thing up and start over. I mean, Musman's going to probably do something like that anyway, right? He did it last year after an Elite Eight. He went and got 11 newcomers. Uh, so that's going to happen soon enough. That There'll be turnover and significant turnover. But right now, I think you don't give up on it. Um, and, and you just hope Arkansas punches, you know, that Musman and, 
and they're and they're planning for this SEC tournament, having a few extra days rest, that they somehow punch some right buttons and get things turned around. I think it's got to start on that defensive end, though, guys. This team's not going to be a great free throw shooting team. It might have a great game, but it's not going to be consistently good. It's going to have some turnover issues. It's not a good three-point shooting team. But it, there's no excuse for the backslide on defense other than some of the things I think played into it. I mentioned the front line. But they've got to get that corrected and get that addressed to have any chance. Let's check in with uh, – yeah, we got plenty of time. Let's check in with Tim. Tim, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, buddy. Well, I, I think – all right, guys. So, Rick was going to mess with West Point for calling himself West Point. No. Army, Army West Point. Yeah. No, no, no. So None of us – Air Force doesn't call, call himself uh, Colorado no. Springs. No, no, no. Nor does Navy call themselves Annapolis. Uh, but West Point, you call themselves West Point. We're not messing with them. So if I say West Point, you think West Point, right? Yes. We're not messing with them. No. We wish them well. Other than Rick, if you could turn your volume up a little bit. Other than hoping they lose the baseball game today, we, we wish them great success. And West Point is a major name in, in really military history. Yeah. So – I've got a question for you, Scoop. Um, Springdale uh, High School basketball team, and yep. they're very young, uh, a bunch of sophomores. Um, there's a kid on there, Courtney Mulder, not Courtney. Is it Courtney? Courtney Mulder. That's correct. What are what are, what are you, uh, what are your scouting reports? Uh, Courtney Mulder is what his name is. What is your well, scouting report uh, about him? Guys, I'm, I miss I missed the very end of what he was asking. I heard him say Col- Courtney Mulder yeah, in Springdale, asking, but then I'm yeah, he's asking about your evaluation of him. Oh well, he so it, it's um, uh, it's him and Seeley, the, the the bigger wing six six guy. Those two are the sophomores. He was talking about how young they are. But Mulder, I, I got to really see him uh, before the season. I got to see him more and more even before the season started. Uh, and very impressive. He's, I mean, they just knocked off Little Rock Central, um, and, and this is a team now that will play in the state title game against Jonesboro. I can't wait. I'll be there. Uh, but Mulder is a, is a special talent as a guard. He's he's a highly confident guy. He's one of those alphas. I, I, that's what I see when I watch him. Reminds me a little bit of Nick Smith in that way, his self-belief, because he is a younger guy, and I've seen him uh, go after these veteran guards who are highly regarded uh, and more than hold his own, and so he doesn't back down. He's fearless, and that's one of the things I like about Muldrew. Um, you know, he can go get his. When I think of alpha guards, guys that are not only fearless, but but you know they they can they can go create and and, and create winning you know winning scenarios, and that's what I've seen from him. Uh, Seeley is maybe already a high major talent. Um, the the six six uh, wing, he can play. He's really a combo. He can handle the ball and bring it up. Uh, but Springdale's got a really nice team, and that's why that team has advanced to the state finals at the highest classification. All right, hang on, Kev. That's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoopscoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drop Time Sports will continue. Checking back in with Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoopscoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Let's talk with Jimmy. Jimmy, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. You got a question or comment for Hoop Scoop? Yes, sir. Good afternoon, Randy Rick and Hoop Scoop. Uh, good to talk to. 
Thank uh, you. Good afternoon, sir. I, Good to talk to you. I just had one, 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 uh, one issue, uh, Hoopsky, and the rest of you guys. I mean, out of all the things that's going on with the, with the Razorback basketball team, as far as how they're playing and everything else, everybody gets blamed except the guy that's making millions of dollars. Everybody, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Mitchell twins, it's, it's the, 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 you know, they're out of sequence with, with Nick Smith Jr. coming back, you know, whatever. But the guy that's making a million of dollars, he's absolved. It seems like he's absolved with everything. I heard, I heard you earlier say, "Who's still he'll probably bring in a bus guy next year?" Well, he, he he did that this year, and they're talented. They are talented. But okay, when you lose two guys, then the rest of the guys, you know, they got to learn to play with each other again, a, a whole new way. Instead of having any holdovers who could hold down the fort and already know the system, these guys that you just brought in, now they they got to adjust to, to not having Nick Smith Jr. And, and I can't, like, forgive me, I can't remember the 16 guy's name, but, but they got to adjust to not having Brazil. And then, yeah, and now when Nick Smith comes back in, now they got to adjust again. You know, these guys these guys are kids. They're new and they're learning to play with each other, and there's nobody, there's no holdovers to, to, to you know, teach the system except for um, the, the lefty. You know, and, and he's in and out of the lineup. You know, so there's no continuity there. So Morris has to take some responsibility for what's going on here. And I, I never, whenever we get ready to talk about this team, it's always, well, Morris knows more basketball. Why are all these qualifiers? You are responsible for this. You brought all these guys in, and they are talented. You brought in a talented group, but and you won't play. You refuse to play zone. Therefore, your best shooter is sitting over there on the bench. You know, he's very on the yeah. bench because you just refuse to play his own. When you could have you could have you could have that shooter out there on the floor if you would just stop being so stubborn and play some play some zone and get him on the floor. We need him on the floor so he can space the floor. That way Walsh Walsh will have driving lanes, uh Rich Council will have driving lanes, Nick Smith Jr. will have driving lanes, but you refuse to adjust to the team that you have. Why why'd you bring in this guy if you're not gonna play him? You scouted and you, you knew he was, was not as, was not as quick a foot as the rest of the SEC guards. You scouted him and brought him in anyway. So why did you have him buried over on the bench? Why did you even bring him in if he was not going to be able to play? That's my question. I mean, I know there was a lot there, Hoop Stoop, but I'd like, I'd like you to, uh, to touch on that. Well, thank you, Jimmy. I, I, think, <clears throat> I think head coaches, obviously the buck stops with the head coach. And so there's nothing wrong with everybody getting some some criticism and some candor thrown their way when, when you have when you don't meet expectations. Injuries played a lot of, uh, into that. I think when Musman went out and recruited as many front line guys that he did, uh, he wanted to have some depth there in case of injuries or other issues. I mean, if you saw Jalen Williams last year, Arkansas would have been in a world of hurt if he went down because they didn't really have quality on the front line or size behind him. Uh, so I think in some ways Musselman recruited some of his own problems too and the fact that he didn't go out and get guys that are shooters that he also wants to identify guys that can play the man-to-man because he doesn't want to play zone. Uh, he, he just brought up the point that he brought in Joseph opinion knowing that he might not be in line with the kind of defender he expects, especially not as a freshman, and may take a while to, to, to get him improved there. Uh, but then he's a floor spacer and a shooter. I hear people saying all the time, Jalen Graham should get more minutes because Arkansas struggles on offense, and he's their best, most versatile offensive big with, with the fact that Brazil's out and was lost for all of conference play. So Graham was the next guy. But there's 
problems there too. We saw that. You, you know, when you put Graham in there as a five, he has a hard time holding up against some of these quality bigs. And we saw Sheboy go to work right at him immediately, had no problems with it. Well, then the argument might be, well, why doesn't Musselman consider moving him to the four and, and make sure he's out there on the four with a Mitchell twin or Kamani and then alternate with, with Jordan Walsh, who's also a 3-4? You know, maybe try that. But Musselman has his reasons for what he does. But does he have accountability in this? Of course he does. He recruited this roster, and even though there have been injuries and those are valid issues, some of these points that keep coming up are, are valid points. Arkansas doesn't win a couple of league games if not for Joseph Pinion and Musselman working him in there, and it changed things up. It helped Arkansas and, and get back in two of their games at the end of winning. Uh, he was a big part of that. That was Missouri and Ole Miss. Uh, those were home games, but still, I mean, Pinion was a, had a big hand in those. Uh, Jalen Graham's helped Arkansas win. So, you know, we can look at Musselman, too, and say that, you know, so this a lot of this lays at his feet, and certainly it does. Oh, by the way, Arkansas defeated Army West Point today 7-5. to five. Out of the pen with the W was Dylan Carter. He came How about on. Diggs with the three-run shot in the eighth? Absolutely. Kendall Diggs with the big blow. Um, but, uh, boy, hopefully this is the beginning of something that uh, will just continue to grow with Dylan Carter because of bullpen injuries. You know, guys, speaking of injuries, have you seen a freakier year for Arkansas athletics in general Huh. With injuries. No. I mean, it started with Catalan yeah. in, uh, in football yeah. and Torian Carter. And then you can go on to basketball. We know the injuries there. Now you've got at least there was some positive news that came out on Brady Tiger today in the fact that he will not have to have surgery, uh, rehab, and he could be back in maybe as early now as three weeks. But then you also had a couple of guys uh, over the weekend uh, of the relief corps that uh, went down. Jackson Wiggins, even before the season started. I mean, this has been a crazy, crazy year in regards to injury for the University of Arkansas. And I'm not even going to say what happened in basketball. We all know what happened in basketball. But uh, nevertheless, hopefully Dylan Carter can build off of what he did today. And maybe there is the answer there in, in Dylan Carter, particularly his conference play is starting to close in that he can be that stopper uh, that closer coming out of the bullpen for the Arkansas Razorbacks baseball Razorbacks but again final score 7-5 Kevin before we run out of time uh, I do want to I don't know if it was a tease or what uh, but it sounded like uh, there's going to be some changes coming up for the Auburn matchup uh, in Nashville, do you think those changes could possibly be tweaking the lineup a different way? Or do you think maybe, just maybe, there could be a little zone we might see from Arkansas uh, tomorrow? No, not tomorrow night. Uh, Thursday night. Yeah. Well, we're getting to a po- the point in the season where it's do or die. Obviously, I said Arkansas gets a do-over if they don't do well in the SEC tournament. That's the most likely outcome. They still make the big dance. But... You, you want to start fixing things now. You don't want to wait and, and make tweaks the week of the NCAA tournament. You'd rather see 
you can get something sparked now. And so I think I don't know if it's zone defense uh, and they try to help guys. I mean, if you play, if you decide to play some zone, you're going to be able to abuse guys like Jalen Graham and Joseph Pinion more, and and then that can help you in multiple ways. Um, you know, we'll see if Kamani Johnson factors more in. You know, he he had some good minutes against Kentucky. Let's see what's going on there. Let's see if Ricky Council, he's been playing on a heavy role. Nothing really changed when he moved it from the starting lineup to a six-man role. He's still playing a starter role in big minutes, and some of his production's actually gone up. I'm still uh, waiting to see him really become the kind of defender I think he can be when I look at his measurables and, and athleticism and size. Uh, but Kevin. he's certainly been... Good offense. We gotta go, my friend. Gotta go. Thanks, Thanks guys. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. What are your goals for the new year? Are you planning on updating your home, or is this the year to break ground and finally build the home of your dreams?